You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Time again, ladies and gentlemen, that time we look forward to every week, that time when we can come together Saturday evening. That's our time. Uh, And it is Saturday evening, September the 23rd. James Edwards and Keith Alexander here with you for another live broadcast of TPC. There are a lot of people out there in our cause and on behalf of our cause doing good work and it seems as though tpc is in contact with all of them working in cooperation either on the air or behind the scenes and tonight we'll be talking with two uh such people who are fighting on behalf of our people in the court of public opinion and in the court of law respectively so don't miss it Uh, later tonight in our second and third hours we're going to be talking with lauren witzke the former republican nominee for united states senate out of Delaware, and Glenn Allen, co-founder and chief legal officer of the Free Expression Foundation. So I look forward to getting uh, to that with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But i got to tell you, Keith, you and I were talking about it tonight. Keith, first say hello. Let's check your levels. Let's get you all mic'd up here. Well, can you hear me? Wow. We didn't even have to change it this time. <laughs> Keep it just like that. Don't do anything different. I'll do it. We've never had you nail it the first time. Normally we have to adjust a knob or slide you up or down. Right, yeah, I'm Perfect. The pro- I'm the problem child of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but uh, no, I mean, we were talking about this earlier tonight. It started on April 1st when we had that uh, book launch for the Honorable Cause uh, in South Carolina, and uh, just this last week I was out of town for a private event, but between April 1st and last week, I don't think I spent two consecutive weeks at home. I mean, we have been out meeting the people of TPC Nation our friends and family in TPC Nation this year, we have been around. and You've been ridden hard and put up wet, as they say. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you're, you're worn out. I don't see how you keep up this pace. But on the other hand, it's really important because I feel like our movement is, you know, going to a new level now. You know, we're, uh, we're becoming much more popular. We're become, they're, they're people that ascribe to our viewpoint are much more numerous than they used to be and this is a time to you know strike while the iron is hot get you know this is when you need to build bridges where you need to be putting things together and let me say this that's what you're doing you've been that's that's the fruit of all the labors that you've put into by going here there and yonder making speeches and reaching out to people getting people new people onto our show it's all bearing fruit I, uh, of course, a lot of the events were private. Some of them were public, like Amran. We still continue to get good feedback from that. And actually, Jared's going to be publishing a transcription of the talk that I gave there here pretty soon. We're actually, we have a courtroom transcriptionist who's transcribing it for us. We've got uh, all sorts of contacts out there and uh, certainly a lot of trot lines out there. But it's just been, it's such a rewarding thing to meet the people who make this show work. And then, of course, all of our colleagues in the, in the calls writ large, and uh, to be piped in like that, I mean, that's one thing the SBLC actually got right all the way back in mid-2000s when they started covering us so heavily was uh, that we were sort of a nexus. And that's something that I pride myself in. I pride myself in this, that we work well with others. And that if anybody, if we identify anybody that's doing good work and in, who is operating in good faith, we try to work with them and help them and 
cross yeah, on, on your first grade report card, you got a plus by what <laughs> plays well with others. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, here's one thing I want to do to start the show. Clearly, we have two great guests tonight that I think are going to entertain and inform you. And we've got some topics that I want to cover with Keith Alexander as we go through some news and headlines and current events here in this first hour. Lauren Witsey's really going to be a lot of fun in the second hour because we have so many different things we're going to be talking to her about in just a rapid-fire uh, sort of way. So stay tuned for that. Every time she comes in, she brings a lot of energy. Uh, but one thing I want to do at the top of the show, maybe for what remains of this segment in the next segment, is I want to let TPC's audience speak for itself. In the midst of all of this travel, I've fallen behind a little bit on answering correspondence, whether it be the uh, written letters and notes and cards that come into the mailbox or email or whatever. Uh, trust me, folks, we do read it all. We can't always answer it all. And but let we're me tell you this, a few too. things here now. There's nothing more important to us than your uh, letters like this. This is as important as anything we do I, co corresponding with our base. Well, we call our audience our family, and, and they really are a part of our extended family. And I think it's just wonderful when we can read a few of these letters and emails and things like that to let everybody else know the kind of people who are tuning into this program. And uh, here's, here's a, a very nice uh, – this really sets the tone, I think. This is a handwritten uh, letter from – Carol in East Tennessee, and she writes, James, thank you for the newspaper subscription. She's talking about, of course, our ongoing one week left, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, with our third quarter fundraising drive. Uh, get that gift subscription for the American Free Press that will run through the rest of the year and into January even. Uh, she writes, thank you for the newspaper subscription. All of your work is appreciated. This country is in a mess. Evil is rampant. If I didn't have the Heavenly Father and his strength, well, what can I say? Take care and stay strong. And this uh, dear lady has been such a big help to us. Uh, and I think that really just sets the tone. That is our and, audience and right there. She's indicative of the type of people that support us. And see, this is what we need to do. Uh, for example, on those American Free Press uh, subscriptions, some people are already getting it. Well, we've been talking with John Friend. We'd like to go ahead and send one of those. If somebody, uh, rather than doubling up on a subscription, Send one of those subscriptions to somebody that is in jail. Wait, yeah, wait till I read this. I mean, we've got some stuff like that. I'm about to tell you. See, our audience is thinking ahead of you even. Okay. So listen to this. You got some of that coming, but here's one. I mean, and again, we get a lot of stuff like this, and I'm going to read this one to make a point. Uh, he writes, uh, enclosed, is, you'll find $20 cash to support your efforts. Please keep up your good work. I wish I could do more. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, we feel this. We feel $20, all right? This is how the show has stayed on the air for 20 years almost. And obviously, and I think I need to be clear about this, you say, well, you're on AM radio. Sure, you, surely you've got a contract. Well, there are contracts involved, but not paid ones. I mean, we have some deals with uh, local radio well, stations. We have to and scramble our, every every. Our, month or every year for sure well know. we don't get paid to do the show from uh, a broadcast entity and we don't get paid by advertising so well, i hear all these ads well we barter a lot of the ads sometimes we do it for friends sometimes people like of course you know dixie republic supports us anyway so we run an ad for them anything we can do in return that we try to do but uh, but as far as like paid ads paid sponsorships we don't have that we don't get paid by any broadcasting entity it is a 100 percent listener supported show so a hundred dollars twenty dollars one dollar uh whatever uh, we, we certainly feel it. And here's another one. This is uh, from Brian in Texas, came in this week. Dear James and Keith, please find enclosed my meager donation. Believe me, folks, he's being modest uh, with that adjective. 
Uh, my meager donation to the program. Brian, what you sent was uh, a very big help. I hate that I wasn't able to join you at the Amarin Conference, as it sounds like you had a great time and enjoyed great fellowship. I have also been enjoying the variety of guests that you've been having on the program lately. I found Dr. Greg Johnson's Homeland Institute polling to be particularly interesting because polling isn't typically a realm where people venture into. I think it's important to seek out and interview more people that exhibit this out-of-the-box thinking for our cause. We have been willing to venture into realms and spheres we normally wouldn't to learn how we can influence both the population and elected officials. Keep up the good work. I have no doubt that you'll keep delivering great programs. That's Brian in Texas. And Brian, I got a very nice uh, gift package that's going to be coming down to you this week, my friend. And thank you for the comments. And yes, we're, of course, Keith, thrilled about the kind of guests that we have on every week, including the ones we're going to have on tonight. No, we're not just doing the same thing over and over again. We're always seeking new and interesting content for our audience. A lot of new guests this time. We've talked about this. A lot of first-time guests this year. We always try to do that, along with your tried-and-true favorites, of course. We're going to spend one more segment in the mailbag, and then we're going to get to news and headlines and current events, and, of course, those aforementioned featured guests of the night. Stay tuned. Just getting started. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern Nation, what is Southern Nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, Ann Wilson-Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixies, Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Folks, one more segment in the mailbag. I, call me crazy. I think it's fun when TPC listeners can hear from other TPC listeners. And who knows? Maybe your piece of correspondence was selected to be read tonight. But again, I just think this fosters that sense of uh, that familial bond. And here's Allegiality. one. That's right, that too. Mr. Edwards, the story about the Selma trip was some of the best radio content I've ever heard. 
various such safaris might have to become a yearly tradition. Keep up the good work. And that's from Ryan. And I think Ryan, if memory serves, is in Kansas City. Ryan, I wish you could have been there with us, my friend. I sure do. Uh, I certainly are traveling. Bring a barf bag when you do. <laughs> or a bulletproof vest would probably come in more handy. But uh, our traveling party definitely stood out amongst the citizens of Selma. But that was a, uh, a, 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 a fun like day. It's just that article that they ran recently in Occidental Observer about uh, blacks and begging in Africa said if you disembark from a boat or an airplane you'll have at least 20 hands thrust in your face asking for money well it was just like that in Selma well except there was only a hand there was only a couple of people but both of them you know had the hands out but anyway uh, that was a fun trip Uh, Jared covered it twice we covered it a couple of times on the show and uh, I think we've uh, we certainly covered it thoroughly Uh, here is a listener in Richmond Virginia Uh, Dear James, I've been with you all summer, listening weekly. Good stuff. Here's a small donation to help keep TPC on the air. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, That is Doug. Doug in Richmond. Thank you, Doug. All right, what do we got here? We're taking these just off the top here. All right. James, this is in reply to your third quarter Update and gift incentives letter. I've watched and listened to you for years and admire your personality and your work. I will send you a modest contribution with this letter. My wife and I live on the proverbial fixed income, so we can't donate a lot. Here's wishing you all the best to you and yours and to our people. Well, sir, again, uh, this is a gentleman. I won't say his name, but this is a gentleman that I had the opportunity and the privilege of having met at one of my stops this year. And uh, listen, I get it. I mean, everybody's pinched in this economy. We've been talking about it. I understand the reality of fixed incomes and all of that. So every consideration given by anybody in our audience. Uh, and let me say this, you know, it's all boom, relative. boomers and get it a all lot helps. of criticism nowadays, but we have so many boomer people, older people on fixed incomes that come through for us every time i want to say just hello here this i'm not going to read the piece of correspondence but it was good stuff i say hello to uh bill and ruth ann and ruth ann my wife wants to give you a call about this preparedness stuff this is another thing sometimes we just get helpful information that's sent in hey here's some stuff to help you you know be better prepared for you know come what may with uh, regards to everybody they don't know what the problem is going to be but everybody perceives that there's going to be a problem in the run-up to the next president and it's just people looking after people okay that's what we do here and that's what our audience does we try to do it for them and we look out for them and they look out for us and she sent me a bunch of great information i mean they're such wonderful top-tier supporters uh bill and ruthann are but uh helping us out with some information that we needed to know i love that folks and i love that about this audience dear mr ed here's another one dear mr edwards i'm still loving the show and i still have my job Thanks for everything you do, and thanks to the entire cesspool family. Well, she said the word there. That's from Michelle. Michelle, you said the word. It's a family, and that's another thing that family does, Keith, and that's what our audience does. You would be surprised, folks. Maybe you wouldn't. How much correspondence we get, you sharing with us things that are going on in your lives, marriages, births, sicknesses, even, sadly, deaths sometimes, job opportunities, advancements i mean we love hearing that from you because we feel connected with you and it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful relationship that we have with our audience our people are the salt of the earth and we want to help you in every way that we can really uh here is one um okay this is a gentleman that sent in a a contribution and he's asking do we still have any of those drew lackey Uh, speaking of selma do we have any of those drew lackey cds left yes my friend in georgia i will uh, make sure you get one of those 
Uh, and I, I love this, too, about our audience. This goes back to what you were mentioning a moment ago. This is a listener in Hollywood, California, West Hollywood, California. Oh, under deep cover. <laughs> we got them everywhere. Hi, James. I already subscribed to the American Free Press, so maybe you can give that perk to someone that can't contribute enough to receive it. It will be my gift to them. Always appreciative of you and Keith and all of the hard work and dedication you bring every week to each show. And he saves it, this listener in West Hollywood, California, God Save the South. Wonderful. See, we have people that see through the propaganda. And, John, uh, we're going to send you something nice as well. Here's, here's Gene Andrews. So, again, when you have the support of your peers, people like Gene Andrews, who we look up to as heroes, uh, dear James, saw your speech that you gave at the Emory Conference and on their website. You did an outstanding job, as always, and I wish I could have been there. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he is um, – uh, even Gene Andrews is supporting this show. So when you have your own guests <laughs> that are supporting the show, it really is an all-for-one, one-for-all mentality. And, Gene, uh, we're going to send you something real nice this week, too. Can't wait to talk to you again. I hear you every week uh, talking with Eddie. And y'all do such people a people understand that it's important to keep you in this, uh, you know, premier spokesperson place in our movement because – Really, you, you've risen to the head of the well, I don't know about any of that. We do our best with what we've got, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the audience we've got. That's, that, that's always been our resolve, Keith. We have always said whatever flock God gives us, we will tend to it to the best of our abilities and try to be good stewards of whatever support we can receive. And, um, and I think we've done a pretty faithful job with that. Mr. Edwards, wish I could support you in a more material manner. I do respect and enjoy your work at TPC. You make me proud to be a Southerner. This is um, about you and TPC and the heroic work you do for all of us Southern nationalists. And this comes from a listener in Bluffton, South Carolina. Well, my Bluffton friend, uh, we're going to be sending you uh, a nice uh, gift package this week as well. And that's no bluff. <laughs> <laughs> you made me laugh at that one. That was a good one. Uh, here's, a, here's another guy that we've known uh, for a long time. Sometimes you receive correspondence from people you've never heard from before. Of course, uh, that happens all the time, but it, it, sometimes... It happens quite often that you hear from people that you've known for a long time. Here's Sid Secular. Uh, dear James, it's great uh, being on your show. He was with us for a cameo appearance there at the Amran. Uh, this is something that I hear from a lot of people, uh, what he's about to write here. This is Sid Secular. It's so easy to be dispirited in the dysgenic dystopian situation we're in, but your unrelenting optimism is a source of inspiration as we carry on in the fight in our own various ways. I enjoyed seeing Keith Alexander again as well. He's talking about he was with us at Amrin. Uh, I'll certainly uh, appreciate another opportunity to be on your show, Will. Salty Sid, we're going to get you back on the show, and he is already a subscriber to the American Free Press, and he gifted a subscription. He sent in his support and gifted a subscription. He designated his intended recipient, and Sid, you have my word, uh, we got him signed up. And now, those, Sid, Sid those, creates so much good content for so many different organs. An old council of conservative citizens, comrade, Sid, Sid was. That's why I don't mind saying his last name. He's already out there, folks. We're not doxing anybody here. We, we, <laughs> no one uh, ever gets doxed here on TPC. Um, but we will use last names if they're already out there in public. Dear James, your article in the recent uh, issue of American Free Press and Arco Tyranny Rules in America was outstanding. I'm making... Sure that many of my acquaintances get a copy. Thanks a million. And that's from our dear, dear good friend, Buddy, in Arkansas. And thank you for that, Buddy. Uh, that's another thing that we've done this year, Keith. It's just been a wonderful partnership. Of course, it's our ongoing um, fundraising uh, incentive. You've, you've been a busy beaver. and uh, been the busiest year. I think it's been the busiest year of, of the 19 we've had so far. And I think it's uh, 
truly appreciated by people in the movement. You know, we're yeah, you are I'm not gonna try to take credit for myself on this, but you are have basically really, you know, uh been an inspiration to a lot of people going around to all these different places getting the word out growing the movement it's uh it's wonderful we've been toiling in the vineyards uh, that's for sure and it's it's been our honor to do so uh, here's one more that we'll read and then we, i guess we have to get to work although i think that this is important to do i think it's important to step back from time to time and just let people hear from one another who are tuned in tonight uh, but this one just really blew me away and uh, sir i owe you a phone call and it will be coming next week uh, uh, dear TPC, I discovered your podcast a few months ago. So here again, Keith is a, a, a relatively brand new listener. I enjoy your show. You're doing important work. I like the professional style. I don't know if we've ever been called that before. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We do take a lot of pride in, in being professional. I like the professional style of the show, especially that there is no profanity. Too many white positive content producers are extreme potty mouths. It makes it difficult for me to listen to them. You have really good guests, too. I'm a pro-white on the West Coast. Uh, this is another gentleman, listener in California. It's lonely out here. You men of the South are truly inspiring in your tenacity and enthusiasm for our people. On the most recent uh, show, you emphasized how important financial contributions are, so I have included a check, uh, which I hope is helpful. Thank you for all the work you do, and that comes from, again, Steve in California. And Steve... Uh, you do not know. It would be impossible for me to exaggerate how much what you sent helped, especially you, but everyone else as well, uh, especially so too, I guess I should say. I mean, everybody. And uh, we have one week left in our third quarter fundraising drive. If you've not yet, this subscription to AFP is a hand-in-glove fit, a perfect complement to our on-air work uh, in the print, uh, print word form. Thank you, everybody. When we come back, the show will begin in earnest. Stay tuned. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. Tropical storm Ophelia packing top sustained winds of 45 miles per hour is barreling across eastern North Carolina, bringing with it high gusts, coastal flooding, and life-threatening rip currents northward into New Jersey over the weekend. Ophelia made landfall this morning near Emerald Isle, North Carolina, with maximum winds of 70 miles per hour. Forecasters predict 3 to 5 inches of rainfall across parts of eastern North Carolina and southeast Virginia tonight into Sunday. The White House is calling on Congress to avoid a government shutdown by passing funding legislation. House Republicans failed multiple times this week to do their basic duty, keep the government running. Instead, they were pushed to the extremes with increasingly severe cuts to programs Americans rely on. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre is urging House Republicans to honor the bipartisan agreement negotiated by Speaker McCarthy and President Biden. Congress must pass a funding bill by the end of this month to avoid a shutdown. New Jersey U.S. Senator Bob Menendez says he is not stepping down. U.S. District Attorney Damian Williams for the Southern District of New York read the indictment charges yesterday. The indictment alleges that through that relationship, the senator and his wife accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes in exchange for Senator Menendez using his power and influence to protect and to enrich those businessmen and to benefit the government of Egypt. Over half a dozen New Jersey politicians have called for his resignation, including Governor Phil Murphy. 
I'm Corey Myers. And striking Hollywood writers and top studio executives met for a third straight day on Friday, ending with no agreement as the strike reached day number 144. The WGA said in a statement early on Saturday that the two sides would meet again on Saturday to try to work out a deal. Roughly 11,500 WGA members walked off the job in May, demanding higher pay and residuals in the streaming TV era, plus limits around the use of artificial intelligence. This is USA News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. All right. We are going to get to work this segment, uh, but I do have to actually make one more announcement. And I'll make that announcement by reading this uh, email that came in from a listener in uh, the U.K. Uh, Dear James, I'm sure like many of your donors, one doesn't expect, however thoughtfully chosen and welcome they always are, gifts for supporting this modern-day noble cause that you've dedicated your life and championed with such commitment, enthusiasm, and success. Wow. That's good. Thank you for saying that. Even so, he writes, I shall look forward to receiving uh, the issues of American Free Press. Well, it is our honor to send these gifts. I just cannot, for the life of me, accept support at that level without saying thank you, certainly, but also by showing it uh, with something that I hope you'll enjoy. Uh, And he does write. I always enjoy listening to the political cesspool, but uh, the September 9th broadcast was even more exceptional than usual. It was informed, revealing, and energizing, rather like a political. I don't even. I can't even pronounce that word, but that's a good one. <laughs> With you, Keith Alexander and Chris Canwell at top form, uh, the overall effect was very uplifting, albeit tempered by sensible, if hopeful, qualification. As you and Keith have said, it really is time for the good guys to prevail. Thank you for all your dedication and hard work and all the best to you and your family. Well, thank you, and God bless you, my friend, in the U.K. Always a good to hear from you. What is this word? I'm going to have to look at that. Uh, well, 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 we'll look at it later. Okay. Uh, we'll look at it we'll later. Now, here's an email that's actually going to lead us into business tonight. Now, you'll remember, Keith, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were talking about how the Supreme Court has made now twice, twice now, the Alabama Supreme Court redraw its congressional map to where I guess all blacks will be seated uh, out of the Alabama congressional delegation. And uh, here is a question that we received from listener Dave about our commentary uh, and insights on that. Gentlemen, listening to the show and the VRA, he's talking about the Voting Rights Act, 
expressly forbids state legislatures from using race as a criterion for drawing congressional districts, but the Supreme Court decision has effectively rewritten the law from the bench with their recent decision forcing Alabama to re redraw their districts specifically to ensure that blacks gain more congressional seats. That's interesting. That's interesting. I think that's an argument there. You're supposed to not take race into account. They are forcing you to take it into account. Here well, you this. know, all of the early civil rights litigation, like the 1964 Civil Rights Act, had that type of language. It was supposed to be colorblind. Instead, it has become the exact opposite. You have to be acutely color conscious in favor of blacks. The problem with voting uh, districts in Alabama is that when you assure that you have blacks all together in one district and you maximize those districts as much as you can, what you're doing is you're freezing out the Republican Party. So why would a Republican-dominated legislature want to do that? Right now, in the U.S. Congress, I think that Republicans have four more members than there are Democrats in it. They don't have a margin of error here, folks, you know, and there are enough rhinos where that four probably is, you know, minus 10 altogether. Why in the world would any political party that wants to prevail and be effective do that? You know, we're going to have to get, you know, somebody needs to get a, a dose of common sense into the people on the Supreme Court and particularly John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh. Those are the two biggest disappointments of the conservatives there. Somebody needs to, uh, they need to take a lesson from Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito and really be worthy of being called conservatives. All right. Now, I will tell you, we're going to make up, I don't think there's been a wasted second of the show tonight. I, I came in compelled uh, to read some of that correspondence, but we're going to make up for what we didn't cover in terms of uh, hot topics and current events in the second hour with Lauren Winsky. She has been booked tonight for exactly that reason. And we're going to be talking about this purported government shutdown. We're going to be talking about the spending bill. We're going to be talking about Zelensky, Ukraine, Trump, uh, the election, what next year looks like, ban the ADL, we'll revisit that. We'll even talk a little bit about Lauren Boebert's uh, trip to the uh, theater. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> week. Uh, and a lot more with Lauren Witzke, who can always make a good time better. Uh, and then Glenn Allen, the important work at the Foundation of, uh, for uh, the, free expression, uh, the Free Expression Foundation and his work in courts. Uh, so a lot of that's coming. Don't worry. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to it all. Anything else you've seen this week, Keith? We got a couple of minutes left, and then when we come back, I'm gonna tell the folks, man, we're always uh, getting into something around here at TPC, and we're in two big things that are happening right now that you probably don't even know about yet, folks. We're gonna tell you in the next segment. Before we do that, we're gonna let Keith stretch his legs a little bit, or his lungs at the very least. Anything else you you've been watching? You weren't on the show. No, we were on the show together last week. I, like I said, I lose track of time. It's been a it's been a crazy last week with obviously Kevin McDonald and um, John Friend. Yeah, that was a great show. Well, the band, the ADL. it feels like I haven't seen you in two weeks. I, just because <laughs> I, I think it, my my last week has felt like two weeks. A lot of travel, a lot of wear and tear. But anything else you're watching right now that you wanted to comment on? Well, I'm surprised at the legs that the band, the ADL movement, and Keith Woods have gotten out of that. Basically, they've got the ADL back on its heels. Uh, you know, the SPLC is a mere shadow of its former self now. You know, all the old hands there have retired or been pushed out. 
And, uh, you know, they're not the formidable foe that they used to be. On the other hand, the ADL has grown in power and venality, quite frankly, under Jonathan Greenblatt, who is a more effective leader than Abe Foxman was, in my opinion. Uh, and, of course, having the ADL effective in what their mission is is bad news for America. I don't know about effective. I mean, he's certainly more vicious, but he's also brought down a lot of uh, noticing. Well, that's what – yeah, you're right. thing is he has initiated a lot of censoring, a lot of doxing, things like this. But it has now, because of Keith Wood and the band, the ADL movement, gotten some blowback. And we're seeing people that in the past have kind of – resisted and faded away from uh, grappling with the Jewish question, jump into it now. So, you know, that's a good movement because, quite frankly, if you don't deal with the Jewish question, you're not going to deal with the left because that's the source of all their power. You know, that's uh, uh, their kryptonite against us. It, for example, if it weren't for Jewish power and influence, Jewish money, Jewish media, Jewish networking, Things like the civil rights movement, the homosexual rights movement, climate change, none of these left-wing radical egalitarian movements would have had any legs at all. And now you can finally talk about it. It's out there. you know. Uh, and if the ADL wants to get involved in all this, there is a price to be paid for that, and that is making people more aware of the power of Jewish power and influence in, the, in promoting leftism. Now, you see, folks, I didn't know what he was going to say when I said, what do you want to talk about? But I should have known because <laughs> I've known him for so long. You see what happens when I give Keith, uh, when, I, when I ask Keith what he wants to talk about, exactly where he goes? <laughs> that's it. Well, the thing is, that's Every the most time. important part of it all. You know, without that. All the things going on be. there. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it is. It's, it's a very big thing. And uh, that's why in Band the ADL, for example, what it's doing, it's shining light on the very – suspect origins of the right. ADL, like the Leo Frank case. So, and that's coming across now. People are reading about that, and a lot of people didn't know that story, and they're shocked by it. I think uh, we spent two hours uh, talking about the band, the ADL, and its related uh, aspects related to it with Chris Cantwell two weeks ago. We spent at least an hour on it last week with Kevin McDonald, but there is an update. So your uh, timing is impeccable there, my friend. There is an update, and it involves us. Now, we know, because we've covered it the last two weeks, it was Keith Woods that got this whole ball rolling with Elon Musk and the various multiple on several different days, they were. Who did, who did that song? Keep the ball rolling. We need to play that. <laughs> well, we could play Red Rubber Ball. Well, that, yeah, but keep the ball rolling. Keep the ball rolling, girl. The name of the game. But I think I who like. Was, who was that? Well, it wasn't the circle. No, it wasn't the circle. It was. Uh, I, I forget. We'll look it up. Uh, anyway, they have gotten the ball rolling on this, <laughs> and it seems to be a perpetual. They e equals Keith uh, Woods, but he's the one. I mean, like every well, day, it I, seems like Elon Musk every day was waking up with his morning coffee and engaging with uh, Keith Woods about the nefarious nature of the ADL. <laughs> well, it's, 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 you know, it will not. Uh, it, it's a uh, story too good to pass up. It's just uh, it, it has legs of its own, and people are like saying, "Thank heavens, this thing is finally you know surfaced and is now a primary con." content driver for well, people on everybody the in the movement i mean it was the talk of the town 
really all all of September, the band, the ADL, what Keith Woods had done. And, of course, you know, talk about the American Renaissance Conference. Keith Woods kicked off the American Renaissance Conference. He, he, he gave was the first opening, speaker. Yeah. Uh, he was the opening act uh, and did such a great job. And then he goes home and just has an all-time hit with this. I mean, this is this is a platinum hit uh, there. And He's with, come to the front forefront of the movement because yeah, of this. And uh, anyway, there is an update. An update. As much as it's been covered, and it's been covered by everybody, there's an update, and it involves us and Keith Woods and Elon Musk, and I'll tell you about it when we come back. Hey there, TPC family. This is James Edwards, your host of The Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-88-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. All right. Well, uh, as as we mentioned, just last night, uh, uh, not even uh, 24 hours ago, if you're listening live this Saturday evening, Keith Woods was back at it again with Elon Musk. So there was a tweet, and it was a tweet of a video from the comedian Russell Brand. And uh, the, the caption read, Russell Brand releases a new video addressing the alarming state of online censorship encouraging his YouTube audience to follow him to rumble. Brand highlights the Trusted News Initiative and the United Kingdom's online safety bill. Okay, so here's a pretty famous comedian, Russell Brand, who's lamenting the nature of censorship and oppression and uh, the attacks on free speech. And he's saying, you know, he's going to take his YouTube audience and take them to rumble. All right, that has a more open and... They have a tolerance of the diversity of opinion. Let's put it that way, okay? So Elon Musk replies directly to this uh, tweet. And Elon Musk responds, 
It's rather disappointing that Russell Brand is exclusively pushing Rumble when X, which is what they call Twitter now, when X has supported free speech just as much. And here is Keith Woods again. Keith Woods responds, Elon, you may not be aware, but a number of nationalist and conservative activists have been banned by X this year, despite seemingly not having violated your terms of service, including James Edwards, Kevin McDonald, Tom Sunich, Mark Collett, Nick Fuentes, and Varg, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Vikernes. And uh, there are also accounts banned by the previous administration that have never been reinstated, such as Jared Taylor in American Renaissance. And that tweet, and you know, of course, Elon Musk reads Keith Woods' stuff because they have this open and public conversation and dialogue with one another. Uh, That tweet uh, has already received well over a quarter of a million views. So this is something that has gone and been viewed well, by a, a quarter of a million people. And, they're, and he's asking, you know, what about James Edwards, Elon? You say you're for free speech. And by the way, can you, uh, can you at least, if you can't reinstate them, can you at least let us know why they were banned? And that was something Elon Musk had, had, had uh, sort of uh, head faked on a few days ago, saying that he was going to release the list of uh, people that the ADL had asked him to ban. I have no doubt we were on it. But here, look, Keith, right now, the biggest game in town, the Elon Musk uh, ongoing dialogue with Keith Woods. Here's the latest chapter, and we're involved. And I want to thank again Keith, and I sent Keith an email about this, the other Keith, yeah, Keith yeah. Woods, not Alexander, although I thank you too. Uh, but I want to thank Keith Woods again for putting our name, uh, keeping our name in his mouth, because I would sure like to have my account restored. I mean, we were doing some pretty good work there. Well, Elon needs to put his money where his mouth is. He needs to come through. You know, he can say he's for free speech, but as long as he's uh, doxing or he's not doxing, but he's censoring somebody like James and uh, Jared and uh, all these other people that are named here, then he is not censoring craziness he is censoring perfect sense this is what kevin mcdonald said last week in the show he said if you'll look all of the people who have been banned are the people who really articulate the message in the right way it's not the yahoos it's not the kooks it's not the cranks it's not the people that are just rabidly you know nutty those are the people they don't want to censor because they want our views to have a negative impression uh in the public marketplace of ideas but you know, what you've done so many times on this is articulate a very reasonable, common-sense viewpoint and rationale for white nationalism and white advocacy. And so have the other people that uh, have, you know, that are mentioned in Keith Woods's, uh, uh, what tweet, I guess you would call it, or whatnot. But this is what we need. We need to basically tell Elon Musk to... You know, let's get down to brass tacks. These are the people that should not, under any circumstances, have been censored, that have been censored by your organization. Make it right. So uh, before you could have plausibly argued that, okay, well, Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. And by the way, my next uh, article coming out in the next issue of American Free Press deals with the band, the ADL, Keith Woods, Elon Musk uh, situation. And but that was, of course, uh, written. I really think that's the most important uh, issue right now uh, in our movement. I think that, I think American Free Press agrees because I think there's three or four articles in the next paper that uh, deals with that. And of course, it's been the, the hottest topic in our movement. All we need to do is get our ideas out there, and we will prevail.
And that is what the ADL, the SPLC, and all these other kooky left-wing groups know, and that's what they fear. Uh, I think you you could have argued plausibly. I mean, look, we're pretty big. I mean, you look at all the news we've made. I have no doubt that the ADL instructed, and probably the SPLC too, and we'll get to them in a minute, instructed X or Elon to, to, to shutter us. Now, you could say, though, still, just because he owns the company doesn't know doesn't mean that he knows everything that goes on. There could have just been some rogue Antifa employee that survived the purge who decided to to, to shutter us. But now I think it'd be it's increasingly Can't unlikely. ignore it now. I think it's unlikely now that Elon Musk doesn't know who we are because he has this ongoing dialogue with with Keith Woods, and this was just I mean this has already gotten nearly um, you know All he between has to do is tune in and then tell us if we, if he thinks that we have somehow violated his standards. There's no way I ever did. It. People listen to this show. I tweeted the exact same way. I never even responded to comments on Twitter. I just posted my thoughts. I never engaged uh, untowardly or otherwise with any of the other users. No, so I no think, acrimony. I think that certainly he knows who we are now. You could have argued, well, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I mean, it's not like Robert E. Lee knew the activities of every private in the Confederate Army. So I, I get that. But I think now, I mean, it's certainly... But I mean, always it was because we were on a list. We know that. We certainly didn't violate anything. But anyway, so here we are now in between a quarter of a million and a half a million of views on this tweet that was posted just last night. And so uh, uh, we're happy to be there and we're happy to be back in the conversation. And uh, my account still hasn't been restored, nor has have the accounts of Kevin and Mark Collett and Tom Sunich and everybody else that was banned at the exact same time on the exact same day back in, in, in uh, March or April. Uh, but, um, I, but wherever the action is, TPC is right around there. Well, look, the Band the ADL movement has thrust the political cesspool, James Edwards, Tom Sunick, Jared, uh, Kevin McDonald, all of these people into the forefront of the uh, debate. Because we're the ones that they're banning. Right. And as a result of that, people know about us. We now have a bigger public face than we used to have. And... People are checking us out, and people like what they're seeing and hearing. I was always very happy and very proud of our standing amongst our peers, but that there's just no doubt about it, Keith. Uh, this year, we, it's gone to another level. It really has. I mean, for a lot of different reasons, too. Uh, but here's another one. I mean, we are under attack again this very week by the Southern Poverty Law Center. I received word back on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I just gotten home. I was tired from a, the six months of travel. And eight, the SPLC is doing another hit piece on us. This will be, since 2005, their 80th, even 80. We were at 79. Now it's going to be. I haven't 80. laid a glove on you yet. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you don't. I can't say I look forward to it, but I, I can take it or leave it. But I guess you, they already know what I'm going to say. It's the same thing I said with the very first time when it was national news. I'm ecstatic to be on their list. You haven't arrived as a leader. You can't be considered a leader unless you're on the list of these communist and civil rights hustlers. I'm going to say the same thing next week when this article comes out. But they're attacking Sam Bushman as well. And Sam Bushman Sam Bushman invited them. They, they sent him a list of nine questions. And I, I've got the questions right here. Um, uh, what about hosting white nationalist James Edwards? Uh, what about uh, the political cesspool, white nationalist political cesspool? What about... Um, 
Um, this, this. What about going to Dixie Fest uh, in South Carolina? I mean, God forbid, <laughs> Dixie Fest. They think what? I don't know what kind of people they think showed up there, but it, it was the very best people in the country. I can tell you that. A lot better than the membership of the SPLC. I guarantee you that. Uh, all of this, and and so Sam responded. He said, "Yep, I'll answer all of your questions openly and transparently. Uh, why don't you send? Uh, why don't you come on the radio with me?" He's talking to the SPLC uh, goon who sent the email. They sent it anonymously. They wouldn't even tell him his name. Or her name, or whoever's sitting there. They wouldn't answer when Sam asked, what's your name? But he, but he invited them to a two-hour, live and transparent. He said, I'll answer every question you've got for me, openly and transparently, but I've got some questions for you, too. Will you, will you come on the air? I'll answer your questions. You answer my questions. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> of course they're not. You know, even-handedness is the furthest thing from their mind. You know, they are not fair. They are not honest. They have no integrity. They are just, you know, a... a an organized group of rabble, actually, and it becomes more and more apparent with every utterance they make. And, you know, they've even diminished. They've been, while the ADL has been growing in influence, the SPLC has been diminished. Well, you got, I mean, you certainly haven't had, I, I see the ADL and the SPLC as certainly one and the same in many regards, but the SPLC with the, the connections, I mean, they always try this uh, sort of like, I think as Sam Dixon puts it, this parody of McCarthyism. Except with McCarthy, at least, those people really did have links and ties to communism. But the SPLC tries to do six degrees of separation from, and of course, David Duke was mentioned in this list of questions for uh, for Sam Bushman to answer. Well, what about James Edwards being friends with David Duke? Uh, well, at least David Duke is alive. They keep invoking uh, Emmett Till and uh, Leo Frank and people well, like that. Well, uh, but uh, Sam had just such wonderful answers. And, and he he actually proceeded to answer uh, these questions in absentia on his show last Wednesday at Liberty uh, Round roundtable.com if you want to go check it out folks it was just a wonderful uh you know he he answered them it was sort of like remember when clint eastwood went to the republican national convention and he had like an empty chair for obama that was like the splc sam answered all the questions he did a wonderful job uh with it but uh, but they weren't there to answer his questions and of course you know you've got the 20 state attorneys general uh, denouncing them as an, un, an utterly discredited the splc utterly discredited source you've got you know obviously their staff attorney um being charged, arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. You know, will he be convicted? You have this guy, Floyd Lee Corkins II. He's the man who shot a security guard at the headquarters of the Family Research Council. You'll remember, Keith, that the SPLC said, well, Dylan, the, the Council of Conservative Citizens was responsible for Dylan Ruth's uh, murder of the, of the black uh, church uh, folk. And, you know, I, I'll take it at the media's word, I guess, that Dylan Roof uh, ever even went to the CFCC's website. I never heard anything from Dylan Roof himself, but I did hear Floyd Lee Corkins II say it was especially, it was e exactly because of the SPLC's hate watch list that he targeted the Family Research Council. So these are all questions. But anyway, folks, here's, the, here's what you got to know, because we're out of time this hour. This is where the action is in. This is where the action is. TPC is in the middle of all of it. And uh, whether it's the band, the ADL, and Keith Woods and Elon Musk, and Keith Woods trying to get us reinstated, I mean, God bless you, Keith. Getting attacked by the SPLC. We'll talk more about that next week when the article hits. It's, it's going to hit sometime next week. I think they're going to call me racist, anti-Semite, neo-Nazi, neo-Confederate, bigot, homophobe, uh, 40 or 50 times in it like they've done in every article the last 79 times they've written about me. Literally, that's not an exaggeration. They, they seem not to times. realize only one-tenth of one percent of people in America give a damn about what they think. It's actually almost becoming helpful. I don't know. but uh, God bless them. Let's hope they turn from their wicked ways and find Christ. We'll be back with Lauren Witzke next.